there was this uh, thought in couples' heads that, oh, once we get these rings on, that's all going to work itself out. It's not going to be a problem. And as Vanessa said, once that honeymoon goes away and real life smacks you in the face and this problem surfaces again, um, you know, if you talked about this ahead of time, was this a deal breaker for you? Was this like, if I don't get my way here or if we can't meet some middle ground, is this going to break up the relationship? And rather... I'm Vanessa Nam. And I'm Dr. George preferably called Jeep Nom, and And this this is the Empowerment Perspective. Perspective. Right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie, and today I got some special, special guests on uh, this particular episode. The spring has come, and love is in the air, so why not let's talk about relationships and marriage and all that fun stuff, and um, and, and give you some sound advice on how to make your marriage work for you. So I have with us a very special guest, uh, Vanessa and George Nam. Am I pronouncing that correctly first? You get Perfect. an attaboy for that. All yes. right. Listen, I got to be, a, I have a confession. I had to cheat a little bit because on your LinkedIn profile, there's a little sound on there and it, it, you pronounce it perfectly. So I, I cheated a little bit and I listened to it and I practiced <laughs> a little bit. So thank you for that because I would have messed it up for sure. Good for you. <laughs> you did great, Dr. Josie. <laughs> so let's, we're going to dig into, you guys are physician, marriage counselor experts. So we're going to dig into, let's talk about why this is important to you and why did you get into this, uh, this field in the first place? Okay. Oh, that's a great question. Um, Before I met Jeep, and he goes by Dr. Jeep, um, I was previously married. And I, um, well, first of all, back up a little bit. I grew up in a very traditional Italian family, very traditional, like first generation. And, um, you know, emotions, unless it was anger, you know, they weren't happy emotions were expressed a lot. And um, so I had ideas in my mind of what I wanted my husband to be like. And unfortunately, I married someone that was kind of like my dad. (laughs) And I was very young. So I realized that um, that that marriage really was not going to work because it did not have the capacity to. And I realized from maturing the qualities that I wanted in my husband Mm. and fast forward a few years and Jeep and I started dating. And what was wonderful was he had also had ideas of the type of woman that he wanted to marry and the qualities. And I'll let him speak to that. And in regards to Vanessa's marriage, it's, it's not that she didn't really significantly try. Um, it was a, a five and a half year marriage and a lot of it um, she was trying. Unfortunately, there was addiction involved, um, mm-hmm. specifically alcohol. And so I come from a similar background. Uh, my father uh, still living, thank the Lord. Um, but uh, he had issues with alcohol, physician, um, 
was your typical male chauvinist pig as well as the narcissist <laughs> at the same time. Wow. Beautiful combination, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I saw the marriage, I saw how it was, and I saw that that was not what I wanted mine to be. I wanted to be a doctor, but I, from an early age said, this is going to be different. There's no reason that it has to be this way. And when I become of age, I'm going to make sure that it's different. Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I went through training and I saw a lot of um, healthcare professional marriages, uh, professional marriages uh, fall apart for needless reasons. Mm. And so Vanessa and I got together, as she said, and one of the things that we were determined to do was to go into uh, marriage coaching. And we really decided to do that not long after we were married, because we were, uh, we were trained, you know, we were trained, we were both committed to uh, helping couples who, um, for whatever reason, um, didn't have adequate preparation or just really needed some guidance we were we decided we were going to dedicate at least a portion of our lives to helping with that so 25 years um we did um for lack of a better phrase regular marriages um and um i started to, to see things that were happening in the healthcare field especially with marriages and so that's when I made a decision and I said to Vanessa, I said, you know, I, I said from a young child that I was going to make sure that the physician marriages, uh, that I was going to make a difference in these relationships. And so 2018, we started doing that. And it's not that we don't um, take, you know, that we don't uh, coach other couples, but we're focused on this right now especially with COVID and the unsteady nature of uh, healthcare in general. Mm. The, the corporatization and hijacking of healthcare in the United States. Yeah, and that's a whole nother story. It's right? a whole nother podcast. <laughs> we'll bring that back. That's that exactly is. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you both kind of mentioned that you had this idea of what you wanted into in, in a meet. And then my assumption is when people go into marriage, there should be some a common understanding of what they want out of the marriages. So how, how do people paint that picture? Like, is there a such thing as like a successful marriage? Like, what does that look like? Or how do you get couples to get to that point to visualize even what that, that looks like? Well, you know, there are stages of marriage and quite often when you're in the first stage, which is the honeymoon phase, I think there's an unrealistic expectation, not I think there is, there's an unrealistic expectation that that is going to last a very long time and it just does not. So the game plan would be to kind of have a plan okay what what's going to happen if life really kicks us in the teeth you know uh, what does our commitment look like um can we talk about hard things for example one of the topics that jeep and i kicked to the curb was how many children we were going to have and it was a very hot topic 
I only wanted one child because I didn't think um, I, I didn't think that I could manage more with a career. Um, I also have a chronic illness and I just thought career chronic illness. I don't know how I'm going to be able to manage this. Mm -hmm. And he comes from a large family and wanted more. And so we discussed it before marriage and said, you know, I'd really like to have one. And he said, you know, I'd like to have more. And we never pushed it further to say, what, what's your bottom line there? And so when, you know, it came time to having our second one after we had our first one and I, you know, I said, I really would like to stop. And he had no intention of stopping. It was a very, um, very tenuous position to be in um, over just, you know, negotiating that. You, he can the, speak to that. The problem um, was in, in what we find in, in coaching couples is uh, there's not really uh, a significant amount of uh, premarital preparation. So there's, there's not, um, you know, there's the, the, the hormones, the attractiveness, those are going crazy. Um, superficial kind of, um, discussions like, um, you know, why, you know, I, I like to read this kind of a book. Um, I have these friends, I'd like to go out to eat, um, you know, superficial stuff, but there isn't, there's not a lot of significant um, discussions. Like, for instance, do you want to have kids? Mm -hmm. How many kids do you want to have? Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in my case, I was in training. Um, and uh, in marriages where there's, there's one professional, um, sometimes you move on and go to other cities for training. And is there a discussion? Well, uh, are you okay with me moving? Uh, or do you want to stay here because you're grounded in family and you really don't want to leave that? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of discussions, when you talk about that in a premarital engagement situation, are going to sometimes they're going to be uncomfortable. And the unfortunate part is, is those uncomfortable things, there's this um, thought in couples' heads that, oh, once we get these rings on, that's all going to work itself out. It's not going to be a problem. And as Vanessa said, once that honeymoon goes away and real life smacks you in the face and this problem surfaces again, um, you know, if you talked about this ahead of time, was this a deal breaker for you? Was this like, if I don't get my way here, or if we can't meet some middle ground, is this going to break up the relationship? And rather than talk into that, and, and possibly in some cases, decide not to get married, rather mm -hmm. than work that out, mm -hmm. you just move it on, and we're going to work it out. And then it's an even bigger issue because mm -hmm. now you've got rings mm -hmm. and, and it's just a, it's not something that has to happen, but it's something that we see frequently. Right. right. I think a lot of people, um, when they first get together, like you said, they're in that honeymoon stage, but they don't mm -hmm. realize 
this person is bringing with them an entire life, right? Exactly. So family, career, and all, and, and vice versa. So, you know, having those conversations about uh, what I call non-negotiables is important. Like, what is it really, really important to you and what's really important to them? I think that's part of it's missing. Um, and I think a huge part, one of the huge discussions that's lacking is is with careers. And especially right now, there's, there's a lot of people that have high demanding careers and then they're trying to manage these, the, you know, these, the, their marriage and their relationships. So I guess for those people that the couples that are out there right now that are trying to find this work family balance, you have this high end career and this high demanding career and you come home and you literally have nothing left in a tank. Like how do you make that balance happen between these, that career? Um, that, Cause you want to provide for your family. You want to, you know, do these things, but you have nothing, literally nothing left to give to this person. Like what, what are some strategies or some ideas? Um, I think a a strategy is, you know, one time I was a CFO of a school and of course he was being a physician. So, and we had three kids and our youngest was two and it was a crazy, crazy time. And we needed help. We needed outside help to come into the house and do the things that neither of us wanted to do, of course, when we got home or um, do on the weekend. So one of the things would be, what are some of the tasks that you are doing and you are taking on that you can delegate to somebody else to help you? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what does that look like? How many hours a week? Uh, And then have a discussion between the two of you. Um, Or or if, you know, we brought, uh, somebody in from out of the house, but that's not always possible with some couples. Mm-hmm. So it, there has to be, as I would say, there has to be a non-gender agreement here as far as mm-hmm. what the responsibilities are around the house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not the wife mm-hmm. that takes care of the kids, mm-hmm. you know, you do what you need to do especially if you're both working especially if these these types of um uh, jobs that you have are several hours a day so don't think like god bless him my father thought which was oh well you know no i'm not going to do that uh so and so needs a diaper change or um they need to go to dance class or that i'm not going to do that because that's not my job I do this, this is what my job is, yada, yada, yada. Well, we're way past that, mm-hmm. way past that. And, and if you don't stop from this traditional responsibility, quote unquote, job description in a marriage, especially with, with jobs that um, are stressful and take several hours a day, that is a, um, that's a situation fraught with upcoming disaster. Mm-hmm. We we approached it like we were a team, okay? He and I were a team, the kids were on the same team and you know, we need to help each other out. So we coach our clients to, you know, take their partnership and and make it a team sport. Marriage is a team sport because you're working with each other. Mm. Yeah, it's you you just how, how many I mean how many households do you are there there are two job households. 
out of financial necessity most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally you, you have one or the other that that's able to stay home if one is making enough, but, but that's the exception rather than the rule. And so to continue to think that, well, we're just going to do things the, the traditional way, well, that tradition, although there's good traditions out there, that's not one of them, and that doesn't fly mm. these days. <laughs> so do you think it's the society as it exists right now that's really anti-family because it's pulling you in a thousand different directions, or is it the other side of it is that people are just not buying into this concept of family at these days in marriage? Because, you know, you as far as the society, you have to work, you have to keep up with everything. You got kids, you're running around and doing all these things. Are these really anti what we think is really like family things? Are they really anti to what uh, it can help with the, you know, a successful marriage? I I think that, um, you know, there are situations, mostly, unfortunately, where both have to work. But if there is a situation where one can stay home and the kids have have a parent that's home or a mm-hmm. partner that's home. Um, why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, at, at least from uh, from our perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I guess it would depend. You know, what kind of material goals do you have in your life that that you absolutely have to have? And if you want to be going on expensive vacations or have a nice car, those things are all good. But but to what end? To to it, what expense? And you know, when you're at the end of your life and you're looking back about you know time, are you looking back at well, geez, I wish I would have bought a Lamborghini? No, you're not thinking about that. You're regretting time that could have been spent or a relationship with a child that could have been made better that wasn't. Those are the kind of regrets that you have, and there needs to be some vision about that. Mm-hmm. Now, on your website, you mentioned um, it's rediscovering clarity in your marriage. What does that mean to the re- rediscover clarity in your marriage? You know, when we get married, I think we have this idea about what we would like our lives to be and what we're going to do and, you know, some plans that we're going to make. And then life has a way of changing, you know, and giving us unexpected things. So, you know, maybe, and, and as you have, like you said, these, these families that have merged together with the, you know, the wife's um, family and then the husband's family and the ideas and the values that are coming and merging together. What we see is, is, you know, as the disconnection starts happening in the relationship, they're kind of losing, um, they're losing why they were there to begin with. And maybe they're not sharing values and they're not talking about things. So what we do is meet them where they are and say, what are your values? What are your needs? What are your wants? And help them to communicate that to each other in a non-threatening way and and that's why the name of our business is best friends again Mm -hmm. because uh i mean you should be best friends Mm -hmm. when you get when you get married i mean you should be or you know a partnership 
it's, oh, well, my best friend is my buddy that I went to school with, or my best friend is my girlfriend who I cheered with in high school. But th that's a friend, but your partner, your, your, um, you know, your, your spouse should be your best friend. I, I mean, a, a friendship is so key um, in being able to depend on, and you know that person's going to be there. But uh, Dr. Josie, you, you bring up a, a great point in clarity. Um, mm -hmm. And I bring up again, the lack of significant um, premarital discussions about things. Mm -hmm. um, you should be, you should have that clarity. You should have that clarity in what you want out of a, you know, a, a person that you're going to be marrying. What are these things that are deal breakers and what are things, and I'm a person that, you know, I feel like there's compromise in just about anything. Um, and Vanessa and I differ a little bit on that, but I, I'm somebody, you know, who's about meeting in the middle, but there are things for some couples, some uh, partners that are, um, they're absolutely deal breakers for, for you. And you should have that kind of clarity. So as Vanessa said, there's so many couples, physicians, healthcare professionals uh, among them that haven't thought about that. And it's not about having a certain education where, oh, well, this is a doctor or this is a PA or this is an NP or this is a lawyer. You should know stuff like that. Well, that's just not the case. You'd be surprised how many we've talked to and have said, have you really thought about what you want? Mm -hmm. Not only for yourself, but for the two of you as a, as a couple, have you really thought about that? And the answers that we get are, no, I'm embarrassed to say we really haven't. Yeah. And that's a tragedy, but it's a tragedy that can be helped. And, and that's what, you know, that, that is what our goal is, is to um, guide uh, the couples in the right direction. Mm. Sounds great. So where can people find you? When, uh, what's your website and how can they get in contact with you? Our website is bestfriendsagain.com. So B-E-S-T-F-R-I-E-N-D-S-A-G-A-I-N.com. And uh, on the website, also through LinkedIn. We As you know, we're on LinkedIn. Shout <laughs> out to LinkedIn for sure. Yes. Yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, our, our website, of course. Mm -hmm. And, um, but of the social media, I, I, uh, I have to give a shout out to, uh, to LinkedIn because that that's where the majority of our presence is. We have a company page, best friends. Again, I have mm -hmm. a personal page. Vanessa has a personal page. And so, um, we're easy to get a hold of with that. Absolutely. Just send a uh, message through LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely. And we'll get it. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, yeah, that it, it's not difficult to find us. It's mm -hmm. not difficult to get a hold of us. We get get back with uh, people fairly quickly mm -hmm. and we're here. We want people to know we're here because we know there are a lot of people that are suffering and we don't want them to suffer. And mm -hmm. this some of these things are embarrassing to talk about. We understand that, but it, it, you need to talk about it because you don't want your relationships to break up. And, um, um, and we can, we can help with that. I I'm here to verify that going through a divorce 
is one of the most traumatic experiences that I went through. And it was very long lasting. I mean, the trauma from that came into our own marriage and was, you know, bits of that, that, you know, it, it just took time to get over. So divorce is not easy. And we firmly believe that if, you know, a couple, you know, they feel they can't talk to each other anymore because the minute, you know, they're both getting defensive and then they're shouting and screaming at each other and they just, they just can't get past the emotion of that um, to calm down. We understand that, but we have a method that we teach so that we take that emotion right out of it and dial down to the feelings of what, how do you really feel about that person? Mm. And let Let's get you back in touch with that. All is not lost. And all is not lost. And if you are, you know, if you love them and, you know, you you love your family, you don't want to get give that up, then, you know, we believe there's hope for everybody. And certainly it's worth a try, right? It's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to ask you one more question. We're going to transition to the teacher's lounge, but I'm going to ask you a question about any advice for that you would give uh, people that are thinking about getting married. But we'll come back to that on the back end of these questions because right now it is time for the Teacher's Lounge. And in the Teacher's Lounge, if you know anything yes. about Teacher's Lounge, um, it's a place where people go to gossip, they eat other people's lunch, and they do all kinds of crazy stuff and let the air down. So this is the part of the podcast that we call the Teacher's Lounge. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions. This is the first time this ever happened on the Teacher's Lounge because I want you to answer for each other. So I'm going to give you a choice between two things and you, uh, George, are going to give the response that you think Vanessa is going to give and Vanessa, you're going to give the response that you think George is going to give. We're going to start off nice and easy. So number one, hot or cold? Would you rather be hot or cold? Again, you're responding for the other person. I'm going to respond for Jeep. I think he would rather be hot than cold. At one point in my life, I would have rather be cold. <laughs> now I want to be hot. <laughs> it's that. It's that age thing. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Question number two: Beach or pool? Oh, pool, pool. If I'm wrong about that, oh my gosh, <laughs> pool. <laughs> yeah definitely pull we're not beach i'm not i'm not fond of walking in sand and getting sand all over me (laughs) (laughs) makes sense all right a night in or a night out me you're gonna ask answer for her and she's gonna answer uh i would i would say um again at one point i this would have been an easy an easy answer, um, but I, I'm going to say uh, night in. Most often now it is night in, but I, I, when you said that, I thought, okay, what kind of night are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> because if it's a night on the town, so to speak, and maybe to a um, um, to a symphony or to a concert or something like that. Absolutely. But most oftentimes we have quiet evenings at home. All right. Picnic or fancy dinner? I'm answering. Or 
I'll go for him. Okay. Picnic for him. Uh, oh! Fancy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. I should know that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Picnic's okay, but not as good as the fancy dinner. <laughs> Yeah, Since you said uh, symphony in your previous answer, I'm going to throw another question. This is not a this or that, but let's assume that music was going to disappear tomorrow. You had the opportunity to bring three artists or three albums to rewrite history of music. What three albums or artists would you bring to this new world of music to influence this new world of music? You want me to think of what he's going to say? No, you can answer on your own on this one. You can answer on your own. Oh, okay. I know what I would. I'm thinking of Pink Floyd, Elton John, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. There's some scribbling going on. I hear it. <laughs> yeah, can't you see the smoke coming out of my ear? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it's okay. How about um, how about ABBA? Loved mm -hmm. ABBA. Still do love ABBA with their newest album. Um, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I definitely agree with that. The fan of the opera. I mean, that's what we went to and listened to when we were dating. And then I would say the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Very Those are good. all good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're guys, dating look, ourselves. Hey, it's all right. I understand. I completely understand. Great, great, <laughs> great taste in music there. Um, so, guys, I definitely appreciate you tonight um, giving us some information. One more time, when can where can they find your uh, website? The website is bestfriendsagain.com. And we're both on LinkedIn. Dr. George Nam and then Vanessa Nam and the Best Friends Again Company page. page. You also have a book, correct? What's Forever For? Is that correct? Did I see that correctly? I do. And I'm glad you reminded me that. And I'm very neglectful that I didn't send you a copy of that book, but I promise you I will send personally signed for you yes it's called um what's forever for a physician's guide to everlasting love and success in marriage awesome. and it's an award-winning book um from amazon as well as the uh non-fiction authors association he just so i'm very proud of that just found out about that second one so the gold medal it's a good book in as far as the easy ability to read i wrote it like i was talking to one of my patients, um, trying in, to make it uh, understandable to get uh, these tools that we tried to put forward. And, and mm -hmm. the people that have read this book have told me that I've achieved that. So uh, not be just because I wrote it, but I highly recommend it because it's not only helpful in marriage, but it's helpful with relationships as a whole. Awesome. 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 So I'm, I'm going to leave the floor to you. The last words um, I want to gear specifically to those people that are out there that are listening. They're about to be married or newlyweds. Some some advice that you would give them one or two things that you would give them um, moving forward. 
the advice that I would give them is to look at the different aspects that you're going to um, have in your marriage. For example, finances, you know, really um, wrap your head around that and how you're going to manage that. Another one would be in-laws, each other's in-laws. That can be a hot topic. So um, really spend some time with that. Another thing would be, you know, when you marry, you're marrying your spouse. And so how you both lived as singles, you would think some of that needs to go by the wayside because you're married. So, um, you know, what are your expectations of that? Um, Of course, you don't want your spouse to give up every single friendship they have, but then you don't want your spouse going out every single night without you. So what are your expectations about that? Um, Sexuality, definitely have a discussion about sexuality and the stages of sexuality as you age and what you think that might look like. Um, I I would say, I, I would echo all of what Vanessa said. But keep this primary thought in mind. Marriage is a, it's a great institution. It, it really is. It, it's been beaten to death. You know, we still have 50% of our marriages that end up in divorce. And, and it's really a shame. But when it works, it is the most beautiful thing. Um, and it, and when it works, it's because you've placed it as a priority. You work at it. It's the type of thing it's a living, breathing thing. It's st- it's not static. And the- it changes all the time. So don't think because you're getting along during a certain part of your relationship that you don't still need to talk, talk. about this. Because there, there may be things that crop up that one one or both of you are just neglecting and you know you've not brought it up and that festers so it's very important to do that and and if you do that the like the rewards are indescribable we've been together for it'll be 30 years in november i mean are married and we'll be it'll be 32 years together in in january and and it's it's been a labor of love and, and just so worth it in every respect. And have we gone through really tough times? Absolutely. Oh, we've, yeah. we've gone through, you know, miscarriage, you know, families going crazy at each other, depression. postpartum depression. And mine was um, pretty severe. Um, and if it weren't for him, I don't know how I would have managed getting through that. Um, so just unexpected things like health crises between the two of you, um, and, and understand that the tools, there are tools and techniques, they're learnable. Mm. So if you are having trouble, reach out, find out what those tools are and learn how to use them. Mm -hmm. Very well said. That's what we teach. And that's what we teach. Very well said. For our audience out there, just to echo, because I was going to say the exact same thing, is that marriage is very difficult. Any relationship is difficult and, you know, has its ups and downs. But the beautiful thing about it is you do not have to be an expert. You can find out information and how to fix it by visiting people like Dr. George Nam and, and Vanessa Nam as well. So, uh, again, thank you so much for being on tonight and taking the time out to talk to our audience. Um, one more time before we go, what is the website? I want to make sure that that's clear that they can get to you guys. 
The website is bestfriendsagain.com. And for the listeners out there, we would love to entertain questions from your audience. So however they can get in touch with you, Dr. Josie, and write questions that they they would want to give to us or connect with us on LinkedIn, send us a, a message, uh, go to the, ask us questions. And that way we can have a dialogue and a community building. Absolutely. And um, it has been an awesome honor and pleasure to share the stage so much fun it's been great (laughs) i appreciate your understanding when i called about the medical emergency which happened to be the flu which you had had too so it you know it's Mm. uh it's just it's been so much fun we we want to do this again Absolutely. with you in the future it's just uh thank you you're, so you're much you're such a great guy and we really appreciate it appreciate that appreciate that so uh guys out there a bit, again little housekeeping thing um shout out to the world education summit we just uh, did our presentation out there for all the educators across the globe i hope you enjoyed it um those of you who missed the, uh our recession but did pay for it um, you can access it throughout the rest of the uh, years. Yeah.